episode of Anchored Together. I'm Megan. And I'm Trevor. And this is a podcast where we discuss business, exercise, parenting, life, and everything in between. Today, we're going to be talking a little bit about why we don't meal plan or give out meal plans, I guess you would say. And we have three main reasons. So I think that nutrition is usually a very overlooked portion of changing your health, becoming healthier, increasing your fitness, even if it's a performance goal. Um, People always think about that acute moment in the gym and they don't think uh, big picture about all the other factors that go into it. And one of those big picture factors is your nutrition. So um, we do like to encourage people to embrace a healthy nutritional lifestyle, um, but definitely not, I think, in the way that you know a lot of people will prescribe that dreaded, at least to us, phrase meal plan. Yeah, and I think, like you're saying, just going off of that, that it's not a diet. We're not trying to get people to diet, and, and we want people to invest in their nutrition and their overall health, so that way it's it's not a meal plan. A meal plan, to me, kind of sounds like a diet. But the first reason that we don't give out meal plans is that everyone is different, Everyone has a different lifestyle, they have different preferences, and their job life can be different, their home life can be different, and just, it's not cookie cutter. And I think when you try to make something cookie cutter, that's when people will fall off or people will quote unquote fail and then beat themselves up and then spiral. So if you learn those little habits um, quicker and just more sustaining, which leads us into our next point. Yeah, and I just think that when you when you think about everyone being different and having <clears throat> a different body type, whether it's your height, your age, your weight, male or female, then you look at your goals. Are you trying to decrease body fat? Are you trying to build muscle? Are you trying to perform as an endurance athlete, as a power athlete. There's so many variables. And I think this is a great time to call out the industry for people to realize that most customized plans or individualized plans aren't really an individualized plan. So let's say you have someone pushing out meal plans and they have a hundred different people. Chances are there are not a hundred different meal plans. And that's not me saying it's impossible to do, but you know, for mass production, sitting down and writing at the time consumption, I, I don't believe it's it's doable for most people to actually do. So I think when you see the term custom meal plan, you should immediately be hesitant into expecting it's gonna be more of a templated kind of system. So it's not gonna be as individualized as you want. And the way to get your completely customized style of eating is going to be that anti-meal plan thing that we're speaking of, and that's learning how to feed yourself the food that you need. That helps you kind of sustain your lifestyle. Because if you look at, even between the two of us, our daily schedules are so completely different. Right. Where I don't have the ability to 
kind of take that that time to eat the meals. I have to do more bigger meals less frequently, which is not ideal. I would love to be able to eat. Have some snacks and stuff. Yeah, but it just, the way my schedule works, it's not, it's not really. Right. So let's walk through one day, by the way. So here goes my Monday. My alarm goes off at four. I coach from five o'clock to seven o'clock. I also coach from 10 o'clock to 11 o'clock. And then I coach from four o'clock to 730. Megan's shift starts at either 1130 in the morning slash early afternoon until 8 p.m. And then my other schedule is a 7 a.m. to 230 p.m. Right. So on that Monday situation, she goes in first patient at 1130. Is your lunch break a half an hour? A half an hour at like 3.30. At like 3.30. So from 11.30 to 8.30, she has one break to eat. So that means if we were trying to look at a certain scenario, like the way I eat, I have many windows in the middle of the day that I can break. Megan has one window in the middle of the day where she can break. Um, A meal plan is not going to work the same for each of us just based off of that alone. And most couples families, lives, very much so rotate that way. Mm-hmm. And I think like too, especially, and that's, you just nailed it on the head. Like that's why I feel like meal plans wouldn't work in our specific situation because like you just said, families, they kind of, they do food prep together. They have a lot of the same meals and it's like if you can sit there and break your meals up into you know, five, seven. <laughs> six, seven meals yeah. in a day versus I Need don't three. have that. I can only have three. Right. How do you accommodate that? And that, again, it's just going to lead you down this road of. Mm-hmm. And I think the other thing to pay attention to is, I mean, maybe we should have thrown a definition on what a meal plan is sooner um, in our little spiel. But meal plans usually, you know, somebody takes into account all the factors that determine what you need to eat, which is, you know, exactly what you should do. But then you're told, Breakfast is this much of this food, this food, this food. Lunch is this much of this food, this food, this food. And then, and then so that's your traditional kind of version of a meal plan. And that's why it's so strict. It's because somebody told you on day eight of your 30-day meal plan, this is breakfast. Yeah. I think that's – I was just going to say, as soon as you just said strict, I, that's the word that was coming to my yeah. mind. It's very strict and – I just don't think that that's a sustainable. Correct. That kind of leads us into our second point. That meal plans just aren't sustainable. They, they aren't, they don't allow you to be self-sufficient. They don't allow you to really learn about one yourself to what foods your body thrives off of, what things make you feel good, what things don't make you feel good, whether or not, you know, you do need a higher carb, lower fat diet or a lower fat, higher carb diet. Either right. way, it doesn't, it doesn't allow you to make those adjustments because it's so strict and rigid and regimented. And then it's just, it's, that's not long term like, yeah. because it's usually it's a 30 day or it's right. eight weeks or 12 weeks, but there's, there's always an end date with a meal plan versus what we try to instill in people is to learn the healthy options and configurations and what's going to work best for you. And so let's take, for example, let's say, you know, day one of your meal plan, your breakfast is X amount of grams on a scale of egg whites and 
X amount of grams on a scale of oatmeal and spinach. You don't know how much protein is in that breakfast, how much carbohydrate, how much fat is. So what happens is, say it is this 30-day meal plan, on day 31, like... What do you do? Yeah, what do you do? <laughs> what do you do? You, you, you literally, your only option would be to go back to day one and just follow what they said, which has many flaws. One, again, it's, it's you not knowing what you're doing. And it might, in the 30 days, by the way, you might lose weight, you might look great, it might be awesome, but you don't know how much protein you had in breakfast. You don't know, now I want, instead of egg whites, I might want like bacon and sausage, but you don't know how to convert that magic number from one food to the other. And not to mention, say over the course of 30 days, you do decrease your body weight significantly, you no longer um, can eat the same amount of food on day 31 as you did on day one and continue to lose weight. It's just the way the law of thermodynamics work. You have less weight, you burn less energy, you need to eat a different amount of food. So right. it, it would it would actually set you back because you'd right, be you eating the wrong to, yeah. amount of food as day one on day 31. Yeah, that's, again, that's something I didn't <clears throat> even think about because that's that's so true. Right, and so it would be <laughs> almost like if you had some sort of, um, like, plan to save money for like a vacation, right? Like after saving money for X amount of time, like you can't just keep doing the same thing. You need to change something differently. Right. Yeah. I think, I think that's like one of the big things why people again, quote unquote fail is they fall off the wagon after their 30 days. And and that's just one, it just leads you down this negative mindset of like, oh, I can't even start this meal plan because I know at the end I'm going to fail. Or right. I know at the end I'm just going to gain it all back. So if you have these healthy tools and you learn how to nourish your body and what makes you feel good, mm-hmm. you're going to be able to sustain that forever realistically, yeah. which I think kind of leads us into our third point, which is that meal plans don't allow for that flexibility right. and that learning of the tools that you need to adapt to the life's changes. So perfect example would be, you know, you're on this meal plan, but what happens if it falls into your birthday week? Or what happens if it falls into a holiday week? You don't want to be that person that's like, oh, I need to actually... Have chicken and brown rice during the birthday party. Right. It's like by having a strict meal plan. And then again, that kind of sets you back because you're like, well, I can't start it this week because I have this event or I can't do it this week because this holiday. There's always going to be an event. There's always something that we need to adapt and change to. Right. And I think one thing that's really interesting is, so when we talked in our last kind of point about um, that mindset of failure during a diet and when you follow that meal plan, it definitely sets you up more because let's say you walk into work, you've had your scheduled meal plan, breakfast, whatever the items your coach told you to do were, and then sitting at your desk, someone brought a bunch of donuts and you have a donut. If you're following that meal plan, chances are the rest of the day, if you follow that meal plan, you're now eating too many calories. When you have that ability to have that flexible diet where you can just change on the go, like you know, okay, I ate a donut, which means all I have to do is remove some calories from the next two or three meals of my day, and then you hit your your net goal for that 24-hour window, 
when you're making the plan yourself, you can account for these things. You'd be like, okay, today I do want to go and have, you know, that afternoon snack with a little bit extra calories. And then for dinner, I'll just have a little bit less food, which when you follow that meal plan, there, there are no options for that. Right. And I think it's, it goes back to it's so strict and so mm-hmm. like regimented right. that you don't, it doesn't allow you to live your life. It doesn't allow you to live your life. And then there's also a huge like, piece of the puzzle where the more you know about what you're doing, the more you are probably going to buy into it. Or right. I think the term I've been saying a lot lately is um, like taking pride in your food, whether it's you cook for yourself or you're choosing what you eat, like take, take pride in the choices you're making. And when you're not the one making those choices, you don't really get a chance to take pride in it because it's, I was told to do this. I must do this. Here I go. I do this. Right. And I, going back to what you just had said too, about the like midday donut that Mm -hmm. someone brought in. I think again, if you're looking at a strict regimented meal plan, if you were to have that donut, and I mean, I've done meal plans, I've done it before. And I know if I was in that situation and I had a donut, I would be like, well, my whole day is ruined now. Right. So now what? Well, now I'll have I a second might donut. As, might as well have that second donut. That's exactly <laughs> right. what I was going to say. Yeah. I might as well have that second donut. Oh, someone else brought this in. Might as well have that. I've already ruined today. Today is already a, a wash. Yeah. And I think that that if if you're not doing a meal plan, if you have that understanding, it actually lets you like just live your life. You're just like, okay, I had a donut. Like, cool. Let me move on. Yeah. And I think, I guess if we were to leave you guys with like a, a a point of this podcast to take home with, it's not that the actual meal plan is bad and it's wrong and you can't do it. I think it's the message we would love to drive home is, you know, take pride in educating yourself to the point where you understand why you're making choices. Yeah. I think that can be carried over in in many aspects of life, (laughs) right? absolutely. Like how often do you want to just be told, you should do this, okay, I will do this, and blindly follow? I think, by the way, the last two years, it's been a very polarizing two years, and I think a lot of people can touch home with this, whatever, you know, you have felt during these last two years, but like, why not take it on such a simple level with your food, right? Right. Like educate yourself on what you know you need to do for yourself to become the better version of yourself. Yeah, absolutely. So kind of to recap, our three main reasons why we don't meal plan or Or give out meal plans. Or prescribe meal plans to people. So it's a little bit of both. We don't do them and nope, we don't we give them to people. Don't. Yes. So the three main reasons are that everyone is different, different lifestyles, different days, everything's different. And then number two is it's not self-sufficient, it's not long-term, and it's more of a finite kind of a thing with the meal plan. And lastly, it doesn't allow for flexibility and it doesn't allow you to learn the tools that it allows for you to adapt to everyday life. And as always, we encourage you guys to have that growth mindset. So take as many opportunities as you can to learn about why you're eating something, why you're choosing to eat a certain way, and and why the choices you make are going to make you healthier. Yeah, love it. Sweet. So 
If you all liked this episode, make sure you subscribe and comment all that good stuff. If you want more information, you can find us on Instagram at anchored underscored fitness. That's just our main page. And then the podcast page is anchored underscore together underscore podcasts. And don't forget to share it with your friends. And until next time, be someone's anchor. Thank you.